Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the That's right, my friend. Welcome back to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. And I have a question for you. Do you spend most of your time doing work that makes you come alive? You know that work that you do in your business where, you know, when you do it, you could do it all day, every day, nonstop, and you would never get tired or bored. Does that describe the work that you do? Life-giving work that just makes you excited to get out of bed in the morning. Well, that was not my reality prior to reading the book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. In fact, I had spent a majority of my working life until 2017 working inside what was called my zone of excellence. And many times doing a lot of things inside of something called my zone of competence. And I'm not too proud to confess to you that, oh my gosh, the countless number of hours that I've spent working inside of what I call, or what is called, my zone of incompetence. And of course, the great news is what allowed me to continue to move forward and still press through all of the challenges and trials and all the frustrations of doing a lot of things that, quite frankly, exhaust me. <laughs> the, the, the zone of incompetence work drained me on every level. My zone of competence work drained me less than the incompetence, but even the most profitable things that I did prior to 2017, even though I was excellent at the work that I did, even though I received much accolades and, and tons of praise and endless referrals and testimonials like you would not imagine as the podcast answer man, teaching the technical aspects of podcasting, the reality was that that work drained me. It was exhausting. It was not life-giving, a majority of it. But what made me go through and how did I continue to build and thrive in financially through a business where, quite frankly, I, I, I've got all of these things to do that I kind of prefer not to do if I didn't have to do them, but I felt like I had to. Well, what got me through all of that, what caused me to wake up every day and still move the needle forward was that I always had some opportunity, maybe it's a few minutes a day or maybe it's even a few hours a week that I was able to tap into something called my zone of genius. The zone of genius is a label that is given to the work that you do that when you do it, you just don't experience time. It Time does not exist. It's the work that you do that when you finish doing that work, 
you have more energy after doing that work than you did when you started, even if it were hours. Or I'll give you a perfect example of this. Uh, There was a a weekend workshop that I had done here. It's two and a half days, and I would start at five o'clock in the morning to get prepared for the day. People would start showing up around seven o'clock in the morning. We'd get started at 8 a.m. I would teach session after session after session after session, Uh, With a break for lunch, I'm engaging with people, having conversations, connecting, uh, but then going back to teaching uh, after lunch and then going all the way until, let's just say, six o'clock in the evening. And then we would go out to dinner together. Now, I might be physically tired, but mentally, I was like, oh my gosh. And then, of course, that would be on Friday, and then I would do that same exact schedule on Saturday, teaching all day. And then I would go to bed late that night, physically exhausted, but with tons of energy. And then Sunday morning, we would go until 12 o'clock in the afternoon, and then everyone would be everyone would leave from the weekend workshop. Now, while I might be physically worn out from standing and talking and all the other stuff, when it comes to on an energetic level, I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish we could just do another one starting tomorrow. That kind of thing. That's zone of genius kind of work. Now, for me, I discovered what my zone of genius is. My zone of genius is, is communicating with my voice. In various different ways. One, creating content like I'm doing right here for a podcast episode. Other ways is speaking on a stage, speaking and teaching in a workshop. So I like to educate. I like to equip, encourage, inspire, motivate. I like to use my voice, whether it's one-on-one, small group, large-scale conferences, it doesn't matter to me. I know that my zone of genius, if I can entertain, entertain, educate, encourage, and inspire, and motivate others, if I can help people break through limiting beliefs about who they are and what they're able to achieve, this is my zone of genius. If I can help people understand something that they did not understand before, maybe they've heard it 10, 15, 20 times before, but man, I'm able to communicate it in such a way that finally it clicks. Oh, I get it. And whenever I see that look on their face or I hear the, oh, I, it's like, it's like, it's, have you ever seen Monsters, Inc.? And with the, the, the scare room and it goes, <laughs> that's how I feel. I get fueled up by, by inspiring others and, and helping them achieve insights and see greater possibilities and filled with hope. That's my zone of genius. And in my work with more than a decade as the podcast answer man, personally responsible for helping more than 40,000 people launch a podcast in this world, I had lots of opportunity over those years and each of those weeks, I tapped into this zone of genius and it's what really made me fall in love with educating and teaching people how to launch a podcast was the fact that I got to say, so tell me why do you want to po- create a podcast? How, what dream will this help you fulfill? What what current fears do you have? What How do you define success? Why is Why are you limiting yourself to that 
possible outcome? Why why are you not seeing the other three or five or seven or endless or infinite number of outcomes that you could go after? Why are, why are is there a reason why you're not dreaming bigger for this? Is there a reason why you think it's going to take you ten years to achieve this instead of just ninety days? Those I was able to have those conversations, but a majority of my time was inside of my zone of excellence, which was answering their technical questions. Yes, I knew how to do it. Yes, I could probably do it quicker and better and communicate it more effectively than most other people who do what I do, have my title as podcast consultant and coach. But the reality is, is that that work while I'm excellent at it, and while lots of people are willing to pay me lots of money for it, it's just not life-giving. And in fact, it's a little soul-sucking to spend eight hours a day answering technical questions when I might only have the opportunity to spend 30 minutes or 45 minutes having that zone of genius kind of conversation where I'm really able to speak into somebody's life in a way that's going to transform their experience of this world. And especially got, it really got bad when I was experiencing the opportunity where people were asking me questions where I could have been investing five, 10 hours a day if I wanted to every day talking to people who wanted to ask me questions more in line with my zone of genius, but I I was getting paid only for the technical stuff. You know, it's, it's like, I've got to, I got to go where this money is, and if I get a little time left over, I might encourage and inspire some people. Well, when I read the bi- book, The Big Leap, everything changed, and Pretty much within 90 days of reading that book, I shut down my podcast consulting business. Now, I want you to know that I had already been dreaming of shut down, shutting down my podcast consulting business. I had already been dreaming of making a living of just having encouraging conversations with people and creating environments like conferences, workshops, and paid mastermind groups and one-on-one coaching to the non-technical aspects of these things. I had been dreaming of that for two years before I read The Big Leap, but all of that dreaming and during that period of dreaming, doing a lot of investing, learning, studying, growing about the possibilities and all this other stuff and creating plans in my mind, and prior to reading The Big Leap, I thought maybe within the next three to five years, I might be able to make the transition and make a full-time living doing mindset answer man related things. But I read The Big Leap and it convinced me that to make the transition within 90 days. Now, first, after reading the book, I, I went out and did a Facebook Live, and I said, hey, I'm going to shut down my business within the next 12 months. Uh, you know, Podcast Answer Man and this Podcasting A to Z course, if you've been thinking about it, you got t- within the next 12 months, I'll do six more of these, and that's your last chance. And then I think it was about a week later, maybe two weeks later, I said, hey, remember how I do it? You've got 90 days. <laughs> and, and then finally I said, hey, this next one's my last one. <laughs> anyway, that's the book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Many of you listening to this may have been around back from 2014, 2015, 2016, and of course then the magical year of The Big Leap, 2017, And at the end of the year, November 2017, is when everything changed. I did my final session of podcasting A to Z in October 2017, 
and I've not generated a penny from podcast coaching and consulting since October 2017. And the great news is that I work a fraction of the number of hours that I used to. Per hour, I am exponentially more profitable beyond my wildest dreams at the time. And every day, I do work that I love. Now, I share all of that to inspire you to ask yourself to say, hmm, am I enjoying at least 40%, no less, of the things that I do, the hours that I spent in doing my work, whether it's you're a business owner or if you're employed somewhere, is at least 40% of my day spent inside of this zone of genius stuff that Cliff talks about that's in fo- that you'll read about in the Big Leap book by Gay Hendricks? Am I working at least 40% of my day doing things that just make me come alive? If not, then I would encourage you to evaluate. How can I make a transition? Number one, find out what is your zone of genius. There's questions in the book, The Big Leap, that can help you uncover that. By the way, if you are not able to figure it out after reading the book, or if you've already read the book and you still haven't figured it out, I've helped hundreds of people one-on-one figure out what their zone of genius is. You can reach out to me for one-on-one coaching. Just apply for my coaching on my website, cliffravenscraft.com or mindsetanswerman.com. Either place will take, either of those URLs will take you to my website. Click on the work with me page. Apply for my one-on-one coaching. And let's talk about your zone of genius. We'll help you figure out what it is. And then to find a way to move more towards a greater percentage. So let's just say right now your zone of genius is fill in the blank. And right now on a daily basis, you might have almost 0% of your work hours are there. But if you look at a 40-hour week, or some of you might be working 50 or 60 or 80 hours a week, and I know some of you work more than that, and I've been there. But let's just say on a weekly basis, if you put all the hours that you work together, chances are you might be tapping in, let's just say it's about 3% of your hours are are inside of your zone of genius. By the way, if you're hitting zero inside of your zone of genius, um, it might be the reason why you have a hard time getting yourself out of bed. It might be the reason why you need three cups of coffee in the morning, or you might be hitting this news button, or you might be dreading the drive to work, or whatever it is, or it might be the reason why you're procrastinating on all those things that are on your to-do list, and you keep moving things off, and you keep moving things to the future, and you keep putting it off. It's usually because you're doing things outside of your zone of genius for far too much. You don't have enough life-giving activity to give to replenish that energy you need to, to really be excited about how you're making a difference in this world with your unique gifts and talents. The things that that you're that are your genius that you kind of were born to do. There's a lot of things that that you'll hear me if you were to check out my new podcast, What Are You Creating? I like to ask the question of some of these people who have created some pretty fantastic things. What is it that you like used to create when you were a kid? What what was your favorite toy? What was your favorite thing to pastime? What what did you like to play when you were a kid? And it's amazing how when we get into that, how much of that is an indicator of what they're really awesome at creating today and that's life-giving today. It's because I believe your zone of genius is something 
you know, I, I, the, the, I haven't fully thought this out, but I do believe I'm, I, I, I'm tempted to just tell you that mm, I believe you were born with your zone of genius. I really believe it's just a part of who you are. It's a part of your expression of your true identity. That that feels right to me. I haven't really, I haven't said that out loud before, but it, it resonates with me. So I'm going to go with it for now. Anyway, yeah. So where does this come up? Well, the reason why I want to share this episode with you, first, if you've not read The Big Leap, definitely read it. If you have read The Big Leap because you heard me talk about it so many times back in 2017 and 2018 and 2019, I haven't been talking about a ton at a ton lately, but it does come up a lot in my one-on-one coaching conversations. It comes up a great deal inside of my mastermind groups that I facilitate and in other places where I have an opportunity to teach and talk with people. So I, I, it's a refresher. If you haven't read it, Go read it. It's The Big Leap, and it's by Gay Hendricks. If you have read it and you still are not spending at least 20%, 30%, 40%, even upwards, and the goal may be of 70 or 80% of your workday and or work week inside of this zone of genius type work, I would encourage you to go back and either read the book again Or if you don't want to read the book again, I encourage you to work with a coach. And again, MindsetAnswerMan.com, click on the Work With Me tab, and I would be delighted to help you start moving in that direction. Now, where this comes up is I was coming into a clubhouse room. Actually, I was hosting a clubhouse room this past week, and I opened it up. It was titled uh, Free Coaching. (laughs) Ask me anything. That was the title of the room. And so a gentleman came in. Actually, I served, I think, five different people over the course of about two and a half hours during that session, and it was a ton of fun. But there was one conversation that I wanted to share with you in this episode. And basically, this is somebody that came in and wanted to, he he set this up. One of the things that you don't get inside of the conversation I want to set up for you is before he came up, I read his bio. And this guy has three different companies that he founded previously and that he sold, and he was incredibly successful. And I recognized one of the names of the companies. So it was a a well-known company that he had uh, been a part of. So I knew a little bit about what this guy's zone of genius is, and I also knew already just by reading his bio, because I, you get to, if you're on my side of coaching around this stuff enough, you can pick up what is somebody's zone of genius, what is somebody's zone of excellence, and it becomes very clear when somebody is trying to do something and they want to enroll you into helping them do something that's inside of their zone of competence or incompetence. Now... With all of that being said, I'm now ready to share with you. I, I chose to remove this person's name, although I, I mean, he knew this was being recorded and everything like that, but I took all the places where I said his name, which I said many times throughout the conversation, but I believe I got them all edited out. But the person's name is not important. The name of his businesses that he's previously done and the business that he's in now is not important. What's important is the conversation that you're about ready to hear right now. Sounds interesting. Well, let me float something past you. You know, I've been a three-time entrepreneur and been pretty lucky throughout my life. 
I have uh, spent the last five and a half years developing a new product that simply does not exist in technology. We've just finished the product. It's a small team, three people and I. And basically, we're at a point of um, we're, we're all technical guys. We're a bunch of uh, geeks, and we're not really great at marketing. And I've kind of been tasked with that to try and figure out marketing, which is an interesting thing I've been working on for about six months. I feel like I've learned quite a bit, but, you know, you don't know what you don't know. That's not certainly something I went to school for or anything like that. So in the process of doing all this, I'm trying to market a product that uh, basically nobody has ever seen before. In technology, they have their own preconceptions and, and, and ideas of what cloud technology and just general web hosting technology is. But having a little bit of difficulty with marketing to a highly tech, and not even highly tech, we can say SMB to BMB kind of markets, introducing a new product and marketing that to them. So with that said, what I've done is I've, I've began my marketing, I've been through a lot. I've been through Reddit, I've been through LinkedIn, I've been through Facebook, Google Ads, probably others I'm missing. But ultimately what I found is Google Ads is too expensive, uh, LinkedIn, also extremely expensive, but with lower results. And I've landed on Facebook. And I actually really like Facebook advertising. It seems like it's pretty good. But I'm having trouble with conversions. So I'm getting clicks. You know, I'm doing decent on my click-through rate with my ads. And I'm getting, you know, maybe a 1% to 1.5% click-through rate. I know that's not great, but it's, it's better than a half percent click-through rate. But my conversions are really down. Uh, maybe 0.25, you know, somewhere in that neighborhood. Not even that. We might be in a, a today it might be a 0.15. Like I said, I have not looked yet. So without being too long-winded, I was wondering if maybe you got advice on um, on a landing page that you could look at and say, yeah, this thing sucks and you need to go back to school. Or no, I think you're on the right track and maybe my ad's not good and I'm not getting kind of the same people. And I get that you're not going to be able to see the ad. But uh, maybe the landing page might give you some ideas that you could thrash around in your mind and throw something back at me. I would be delighted to look at your landing page, but I'm about as much of a marketing expert as you are. <laughs> well, there we go. We got two monkeys. Now, now with that being said, I, I, I have spent the last... Well, since 2008, building oh, a business, right. building a business. Yeah. So, so I, I, and I do life with marketing experts. And so I pick up a ton of stuff in our weekly meetings. So we've been meeting every week since 2010. So I, I do life with marketing experts and copywriters and all this other stuff. And, and I will gladly take a look at your thing, but there's something that I want to pull out and pick up as a coach. If you if I have permission to share with you, please. Okay. So first and foremost, it's very clear by reading your bio, the little bit that you've shared since you've been on the call, that you are a technology guy. I mean, that you, you, you build technology. You have a mind for it. And, and have you ever read the book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks? I have not, no. I would encourage you to go buy this book. You could get the audio book. I think it's five and a half hours. It, it's I can't remember. It's 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 a very small book. You can read the whole thing in a weekend. Okay, now, it's called The Big Leap. Yep, The Big Wait. Leap by Gay Hendricks. Great, thank you. All right, okay, I will. And one of the things that you're going to learn about is that there are four different 
zones for which you and I can work in. And, and these will become very obvious once, once I speak to them. So the first zone is what's called the zone of incompetence. That means that we're actually putting time, effort, and energy and doing work in a zone for which we are not qualified, nor do we have any desire to put enough time, effort, and energy to even become qualified. It's not even an interest of ours. Now, building a technology, coding something, or at least visualizing something, have somebody else code it, building a business out of it, becoming an entrepreneur, being successfully leading that company, those are all things that are inside of another zone, and I'll get to in just a moment, and and maybe even what's called your zone of genius. But it sounds to me like marketing, at least when you first started, started out in your zone of incompetence, but it sounds to me like where you are right now is you are squarely in the center of working in the second zone. So zone one being zone of incompetence. Zone two, which I, if, and, and I could be wrong, I'm willing to be wrong because I, I don't ever have to be right about anything. I just share what I'm seeing. What I see is that you are squarely in the middle of what we call the zone of competence. That means that you have decided, okay, this is something I don't know much about, but I've been tasked with this. I do have enough interest in it to go and learn what I don't know. I have invested enough to figure some things out, try some things, and I pretty much, when it comes to marketing, I'm inside of a zone of competence. Now, zone of competence means that you've acquired some skills and knowledge necessary to quote-unquote hold the space in there. You're doing decent, but you're certainly not any better at this than the average person who is also doing that work. Does this make sense? Well, well said. Well, well said, yes. Yep. And so if that's where you are, I would encourage you to delegate. Not, not delegate, hey, Cliff, can you evaluate this? Marketing is my zone of competence as well. So your zone of competence creating it, my zone of competence evaluating it, guess what? We're not going to get great results, you and I. <laughs> That's what I'm finding. <laughs> okay. Now, here's the next one. The next one is zone of excellence. This is the third zone of work. Now, I can tell you right now, based upon what you've told me, marketing is not your zone of excellence. Marketing is not my zone of excellence. Now, what zone of excellence is, this is the work that you do, that you do this work pretty much better than the average person. I mean, most people who are involved in this work, they look up to you, they're inspired by you, by the work that you do when you do work in this zone. That for you is certainly in the technology space. That is leading a company, building a profitable company, managing a profitable company. That certainly is your zone of excellence. And zone of excellence can become wildly profitable. There is a fourth level, a fourth zone of work that you and I can be involved in. And it's called zone of genius. Now, in all of these businesses that you've done, there's been work that you do within that work where even if you did just a little bit of time, time flies by. There's been some things that you do in the the operations of those businesses that you've succeeded with so far. There's been some work that you've done that when you do it, 
it's like, I'll never get tired or bored of this work. Now, there's been other things that you've done in the management of those companies. It's like, listen, I'm good at this. I'm better at it than most people, zone of excellence, but it's not life-giving. I, I find it kind of boring. I just had to do it. Is this all resonating with you? Very much so. Yes, it's excellent. Yep. So what happens is I would encourage you to find out and make a list of all of those things that are inside of your zone of genius and focus on those and delegate all of the things that are inside of your zone of excellence. Now, you can be a mentor, a a facilitator, a leader of the people who are doing those other tasks. And you might occasionally, you may find that 20% of your work week is built inside of your zone of excellence, whereas 80%, hopefully, eventually, will all be filled up with your zone of genius. But to get to that place, you got to stop doing things that are in your zone of competence. Yeah, and that's tough. Uh, I I guess, so, I mean, you know, with a small team, like I had mentioned, and, you know, not not doing this, I guess, is is not an option. And you had mentioned delegating. Um, And to the delegation point, you know, I had, spent a considerable amount of time kind of looking, hiring somebody to do this, right? So I looked through a lot of stages of that. I looked at everything from maybe grabbing, I live in the, I'm in the Phoenix area. So I was, I was thinking maybe I could grab some marketing students out of ASU. Nope. Don't uh, do and, that. And, nope. nope. <laughs> so I'm back, I'm, Cause, I'm cause back in the you, zone you, of competence. You're going to, you're going to hire some people. You're going to hire somebody to operate in their zone of competence so that you don't have to operate in your zone of competence. Right. And so, I ultimately kind of came to the knowledge that I could probably pick this up as quick as what they know. And I think I did. You did. Um, so and you, you are, <laughs> you are just as competent as they are competent. That's, that's you, exactly. You it. don't want, you don't want a marketing competence. You want a marketing genius. Which would be some sort of a, a, a well-known agency at that point. I'm assuming is what you're getting at. Well, not necessarily. It, it, by the way, it could be, it could be uh-huh. a well-known agency. But there, there are people who just their their inner being is all about marketing. It's like they eat, drink, and sleep this. You want somebody who's devoted at least ten thousand working hours perfecting sure. their skills of marketing, not because they had to, not because they're trying to make ends meet and put food on the table and provide for their family. No, it's because marketing is what makes them come alive. Well, you're absolutely right with that because that that is a true story and, and that that's sort of the, the beginning of my career, you know, was that I found something that literally when you were doing it, you forgot about time. It, it, time didn't wasn't there, you know. The ten thousand hours kind of gave me a chuckle. I, I you know, there's probably a hundred thousand hours of time that's yeah. gone into you know perfecting and and doing everything to get to this point, and that's why I feel like you know if we if we do go to this more agency style route, you know that that's where it becomes extremely expensive. And that's no no that's no no no. So so first of all, again, I'm I'm not telling you that number one, it has to be the well known agency because those might potentially be expensive. But I again it, nothing's expensive if it's an if it actually is working and it gets you the results that you want. But well, that's hundred percent correct. There are plenty of people in this world who are their zone of genius is marketing. 
and they have perfected some of these techniques and skills in these various different platforms for marketing. And they can actually go in and, and interview you and people in your company, and they can craft a message and tell a story that appeals to people and communicates in such a way that people want to buy. This is their genius. This is what they do for a living. And and so I'm not, and I want you to hear, there are people who don't even have agencies. There are individuals out there that have this genius, but it could also be an agency. So I'm not saying you can't pursue the agency, but no matter what you pursue, if you find the true genius and you have a product that provides value and that is fills a need and it can be communicated and you build it at such a cost where there's enough profit margin built in, then the marketing, I don't care if the marketing, I mean, look, look at Apple. I guarantee you, if you were to look at Apple's marketing budget, you'd probably, have you ever looked at their, because they're a public company, have you ever looked at their marketing yeah. budget? I, I've looked at a lot of budgets, yes. I, I get a good chuckle out of them, but I, I, I get it. Uh, it that, it's you know, it's it not takes, expensive, it, is it? Right, it's exactly right. As long as you're turning, you know, if a dollar of marketing into a dollar fifty of profit, you're doing well. Yeah. So, uh, so if, when I think about hiring a a marketing genius or people who are working inside of their geni- zone of genius marketing, if I'm paying, if I'm paying uh, four hundred thousand dollars a year to those people marketing, but in result of doing that, I'm making about eight hundred thousand dollars profit. I I'd change four hundred thousand for eight hundred thousand every day of the week. Yeah, no brainer, absolutely. But no, the thing is, is you can't. You just simply can't expect those results from somebody working inside of their zone of competence. Yeah, and that's <clears throat> that's a that's a very good summation of of where we're at with this. Um, excellent advice, and it really gives me something to think about early early in the morning here. Uh, do you, do you still ready, want somebody? Another day. Do you still want somebody <laughs> who's in their zone of competence to evaluate your sales page? <laughs> I, I don't. I guess good, I do not. Good. Because we're just basically going to scratch be, each other's you, backs. So check. So check this out. You'll t- you totally understand that asking me somebody who's whose marketing is in their zone of competence is a waste of your time, right? Absolutely. Yes. But do you also see that you creating the page in your zone of competence <laughs> is a waste equal, of your time? It's it's an equal yes, very much and. Uh, well, it, it sort of makes me uh, think back on the time that I've spent doing this already, but I'm definitely going to, uh, let me ask you this then. So you're, you're speaking of these individuals and they're, they sound like unicorns. Where would you go to hunt one of these unicorns down? I w- Gosh, that's a great question. I would probably, uh, since you have been a founder of several successful companies, my guess is that you have a network and a Rolodex or a contact list of other people who also have been entrepreneurs who have been successful in business. Is this correct? Yes, that is true. Absolutely. I'd start reaching out to those folks and ask them if they know any marketing geniuses. Good thinking, and uh, should have uh, something that should have come to my head a long time ago. I will do that, and uh, you know I appreciate the conversation this morning, and that was very welcoming, and uh, you were able to take something you knew nothing about and basically give me some helpful advice. So it is very appreciated, and uh, I hope someone else joins you real quick. You're, uh, you're you're very easy to talk to. Well, there you go. Now you see just how much understanding these zones that we do work in zone of incompetence zone of competence 
zone of excellence, and zone of genius. And I would encourage you to certainly make sure that a majority, if not uh, an overwhelming piece of your work is inside of your zone of excellence, at least to start out with, but making a transition to where more and more and eventually a a, a majority of your time is inside of your zone of genius. I'm not saying you should never do anything inside of your zone of competence. I certainly play around inside of my zone of competence every now and then, mostly due to the fact that I just want to keep a small business that's solopreneur, and I kind of like not having to manage people right now. That may change at some point, and I may follow the advice that I gave to this individual and and begin to do things. But I will tell you, when I get into something that is in my zone of incompetence or something that I need better results than my zone of competence, I do hire it out. Hire it out. Uh, perfect example of this is when we did Free the Dream Conference in 2018 and 2019. I hired a team to do 100% of all the production of that event. Uh, it was a sixty thousand, actually sixty five thousand dollar expense both years, and that was it was totally worth the sixty five thousand dollars we paid to have them do those things. Now. Could I have done those things? I could have done the work that they did, but I would not have achieved the level of excellence that they did. And in fact, the the, the event, if you ask anybody that you could possibly know that went to Free the Dream either in 2018 and 2019 or 2019, I guarantee you, you they will tell you, this is one of the best produced production value conferences I've been to. It's right up there with Social Media Marketing World. It's right up there with Michael Hyatt's Platform Conference. It, I mean, it's it was a high-level event. And it's not because I know a lot about throwing conferences and hiring protection audio and visual teams. And it's not because I know how to create animated openings for speakers who are coming up on the stage and picking the right music and, and all of this stuff and, and ch- doing table settings for the middle of the tables and and creating a, a VIP room with t- TVs and all. I mean, these people thought of things that I would have never dreamed of. And and it's like I could go to other conferences and make notes and say, okay, I'm going to do this, 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 this. But it would have been a budget version of it. And I wouldn't have been able to pull off the experience for my community that I did had I not hired somebody out. The great news is, is I didn't have to hire them as employees. I was able to hire them on a contract basis to go do that thing. And I do do this in most areas of my business when there's something that is outside of my zone of excellence. Now, I will still tell you that sometimes I, I tap into doing some things inside of my zone of competence, but the good news is that I have a network of people that I reach out to that some of the things that I'm doing, this is their zone of genius, and th- these people are very close personal friends of mine and say, hey, can you give can you review this and give me some feedback? I'm not asking somebody who is also their zone of competence. I'm asking somebody who's their zone of genius to give me this feedback. And it does take it and it and it brings it up to a level that is at the highest end of zone of competence for me. So and and by the way, I may I may have just undersold my marketing ability and skills to this individual. And there's no doubt in my mind that if he would have said yes, Cliff, here's my URL. Can you give me some feedback? 
I, I, I know for a fact I could have given him some valuable advice and tips and, and stuff like that. But I can still tell you this, that the marketing of and sales copy for sales pages, certainly not my zone of excellence. I, I'm just on the, I would be on the very upper end of zone of competence when it comes to that type of marketing. Now, there is a type of marketing that I'm a zone of genius at. And that was not what he was asking. My zone of genius is relationship marketing. My zone of genius is how to communicate with your voice. My zone of genius is knowing who you are and why you're here and what your mission and purpose in this world is and how you serve people, understanding your value, understanding confidence, understanding mindset, understanding beliefs, having the courage to charge what you're worth and getting out there and creating content and communicating in a way that's powerful, all of those things, and then creating a call to action like, hey, if you would like to work with somebody like me as your coach and have a conversation about whatever it is that you've got going on, head over to MindsetAnswerMan.com or CliffRavenscraft.com. Today, you've been thinking about it. I know you have. You've heard me doing these call to actions week after week or however frequently I've been doing these episodes of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show, but you've been listening for years. You know how I know this? Because most of my clients that I have today that are, that are working with me in my coaching packages or my mastermind group, the people who have signed up for my mastermind group over the next last couple of months, do you know what they all say to me? Cliff, I've been listening to you for years. I've been thinking about reaching out to you and, and seeking out to see what it would look like to be working with you for years. But it wasn't until you sent this email. It wasn't until you did said that thing in a podcast episode that I find that that's what pushed me over the edge. And so because of that, I know you've been thinking about hiring me as a coach. I know that you're you're dealing with something that you have been trying to make happen for quite some time. You've been trying to put an end to some sort of behavioral pattern. You've been trying to break through to new levels of success in some area of your life. And you've heard me talk about all of this mindset stuff. You've heard some of the conversations that I've shared publicly. And I got to tell you, my most powerful conversations you've never heard because they're confidential and in my one-on-one settings or confidential within our next level mastermind meetings. So just, just think this, if you've ever heard any amazing insight from a conversation, you've not heard anywhere near the level of depth and the power of of transformation that can take place in a single conversation, uh, in a coaching conversation with me. And I would love to provide that to you. So if you're interested, go over to MindsetAnswerMan.com or CliffRavensCraft.com. Click the Work With Me tab. Go down, even if you're thinking about the mastermind group, just skip the mastermind group thing, even if you're self-employed and all that stuff. If we, if we, you apply for my one-on-one coaching, fill out that application, I'll reach out to you, and, it, and, and I can tell you this, if it turns out that, that it's a good fit, whether the mastermind group or my one-on-one coaching or anything else, my wife and I even just started a couples group for entrepreneurial couples. Whatever's the right fit for you, if anything, I would let you know, but it all starts with a one-on-one conversation with me anyway. So I would encourage you, go apply today. Work with me tab, MindsetAnswerMan.com. Until next time, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level. Mindset and-
Transformation.